if you can communicate and demonstrate that you are invested in the relationship with an employee and you give them consistent time, attention, and feedback, number one, they'll take your job over anybody else's. And if somebody's a really good attorney, paralegal, paraprofessional, they have multiple job offers on the table at any given time. You're listening to Be That Lawyer, life-changing strategies and resources for growing a successful law practice. Each episode, your host, author, and lawyer coach, Steve Fretzen, will take a deeper dive, helping you grow your law practice in less time with greater results. Now, here's your host, Steve Fretzen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Be That Lawyer. It's me again, Steve Fretzen. How's it going? Hey. It's another opportunity to be that lawyer. And many of you are are dealing with some really crazy stuff going on in the marketplace. It's been going on for a while now, the great resignation. And so here I'm trying to teach business development and marketing and all these things that everyone would love to do, but you don't have the employees, you don't have the partners, the associates, things are going crazy. Everyone's leaving to go somewhere else. And is it about the money? Is it about the fame? Is it about the, uh, you know, I don't know what it is, but we're going to find out today. I'm going to introduce my guest, Molly, who's going to lay out all this out for us. I want us to take a second, though, thank our sponsors, Legalese Marketing, helping me with all my marketing stuff for my business and helping law firms all over the country do the same. And of course, Money Penny doing the live chat on my website. And of course, they do the virtual reception, which many law firms need to make sure that people are getting taken properly and intake is done. So Molly was kind enough to send me a quote that I thought was really interesting. Time, attention, and feedback wins every day over money. So first of all, we'll talk about that quote, but Molly McGrath, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited for today. Yeah, we met at the ABA Legal Tech Show. I think we had a couple cocktails together and you got to watch me in my ping pong prowess. Yes. Um, But it was really fun meeting you. You You're the most fun person I hung out with that day. Oh, thank you. Chelsea threw a great party. Yeah, she did. Yeah, Chelsea Williams, everybody. She's awesome. Shout out to Chelsea. You are amazing. You're the founder of Hiring and Empowering Solutions. You're an author, you're a speaker, blogger, podcast host. What don't you do? (laughs) I do not do data entry or admin details. There we go. All right. That means you're a a smart business owner. So good for you on that. Um, Let's talk about the quote just for a moment, though. Time, attention, feedback wins every day over money. So why did you submit that quote? That's really interesting. Because I tell you, attorneys, what do you hear from attorneys all the time, Steve? I'm too busy. I don't have time. They are trained, which is true. And I hear all the time from attorneys, listen, I need someone batteries included. I don't have time to train, to onboard, what have you. And I consistently say, you have to remember, especially in this market, that when you hire someone, it is a relationship and not a transaction. And it is so simplistic. The greatest retention tool, the greatest hiring tool, even if you cannot compete with big firm or all these other salaries, if you can communicate and demonstrate that you are invested in the relationship with an employee and you give them consistent time, attention, and feedback, number one, they'll take your job over anybody else's. And if somebody's a really good attorney, paralegal, paraprofessional, they have multiple job offers on the table at any given time. 
And I ask people, tell me why you're leaving. Why are you talking to a recruiter today? And they will consistently say, there's no opportunity for growth. And I'll just peel away the layers of the onion of that and tell me what's your definition of opportunity? What's your definition of growth? And every single time when I really peel back all of that is that they have no idea where true north is in the firm. They are not connected to the innovator within the practice, to the visionary, and they are not getting consistent time, attention, reviews, and feedbacks. And I don't mean reviews with raises. Yeah. And it's so funny. I was talking to a client this morning and he has a paralegal that started with him, been with him four months, and he's not getting results out of the guy. He's not seeing a return on investment. And of course, it came back to he hasn't spent any time with him. He's too busy. He hasn't trained him properly. He's not, you know, there's so many gaps in how he's onboarded this poor soul. And, you know, I told him, you got to get a handle on it now, or it's not going to, it's not going to go well. And, you know, you're going to have to start over. And can you afford that to start over with how busy you are? So you're absolutely right on, on all these. I love communicate and demonstrate. And, and there's so much more that we're going to get into about it, but I think you're spot on with that. It's, it's time and attention that matters right now. It, it absolutely is. Listen, the pandemic hit, people sat on their couches and really took stock of their life. And it wasn't necessarily about benefits and pay and all that. They're like, where am I spending my time and energy? And for the client that you just demonstrated, I'm, I'm constantly preaching that because the, you're not getting what you need out of this guy. But are you even certain you told him exactly what you need? What are the clear, concise, well-communicated and I know attorneys do not, business owners, we're horrible at training. If we were great trainers, <laughs> we would be in the profession of training. I'll right? tell you how bad I'll tell you how bad it is. I I got out of having employees for that reason. Like I'm I think <laughs> I'm a terrific coach and I'm great with my clients and we we have a great affinity for each other. But dealing with employees, I was really bad. Like I thought that would be kind of my jam. Absolutely not my jam. I'm I'm running too fast to slow down and and take the time to train somebody up properly and do it, do it the right way. So but some some people can't. You have to be able to do that. You have to learn that skill. I just didn't. I didn't pick it up. But I but I probably would have been doing very different things if I had. Yeah, and and for the attorneys that don't know how to train, that's okay because if you hire rock star employees and you go through the hiring process and you're very clear up front that listen, you will have unlimited access to me. I will be very clear on exactly what your key performance indicators are what I need for you. We were consistently meet to track and measure and what have you. But when it comes to the how, I don't know the answer. And it's so refreshing when I hear entrepreneurs say that and leadership say that. I can't specifically train you on how to do what you do. But if you're resourceful, I will write a check to send you to any CE programs. I will help you and support you. And when and potential employees or existing employees get that vulnerability and transparency from the attorney. They're like, got it. Great. I, I'm I'm delighted to go find the my answers to find the training and to come back and over deliver. Yeah. And we're going to get into a lot of really important topics as we continue through this journey together for the next, you know, 20 some minutes. But I'd love for you to share your background because I think it I want to set you up as the expert that you are with my audience so they understand who who I'm dealing with and who they're listening to and why they should why they should take what we're talking about today so seriously. So go back in time and give us give us the reader's digest version of 
of how you came to be and get to where you are today, which is, you know, highly successful, not only recruiter, but, you know, advocate for, for lawyers. Absolutely. I fell into the legal industry back in 1997. So about 25 plus years that I've been in the legal industry. And I, back then, applied for a position in Denver, Colorado, where I still reside uh, back in 97 for a position that was a national organization for state planning and elder law attorneys in particular. And I was brought on as an admin assistant. And my very first day on the job, I went to a legal conference and attended that. There are over, oh gosh, over 2,000 law firms, law firms with their team members and their staff members, et cetera, there. And my job was to help people register. I was in training to, to facilitate the event planning for these collegiums they did every quarter across the country with massive breakout sessions, very big events. And it was interesting because when you're a new employee, you're taught, hey, go mingle with the clients, go at the cocktail receptions, at the breakfast tables, at the coffee, you know, what have you, over deliver and just top notch customer service. Interesting is that, you know, I would go to these cocktail receptions, breakfasts, what have you. And I, on one side of me is the attorney, introduce them. Oh, great. Tell me about your practice. What's working, what's not working. We're in the process of developing one of the very first coaching programs for attorneys. And so my job was to figure out their pain points as well. And the attorneys would say, Oh, business is fantastic, but for the employees, it's so hard to attract, hire, and keep good people. You know, even back then, they were saying nobody wants to work. And then I would move over to the other side of the table and talk to the employees and be like, great, tell me a little bit about your position, what have you, what's working, what's not working in, in your role. And they would say, it'd be great, but the attorney's a control freak and will not delegate anything. I get no time, no attention, no feedback, et cetera. And I feel like a miserable failure every day. So I just show up and do what I'm told put my head down, keep my mouth shut, collect my paycheck, and then leave at five o'clock because there, there was a massive disconnect. I went to my boss at the time who was developing one of the very first coaching programs for law firms back then and said to him, there's a problem. You have this coaching program for attorneys, but there's absolutely nothing for the support staff. And there is a massive disconnect. And so he said, great, go develop a team coaching program. So with his help, I developed the very first spec then we called it the key assistant program. And it was a game changer. And through that, I'd hear from attorneys constantly. How do I clone you? How do I clone you? How do I clone you? How do I get a Molly? And through that, I, I've always been a very deeply curious person. You know, I'm a pain in the butt. People are like, gosh, you're like a five-year-old. You're constantly asking why, 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 why? Because I'm really invested in the why. And um, from there, I, you know, people kept saying, you should write a book. You should write a book. I'm like, okay, how hard could it be? Wrote a book, started a business. And that was back in 2008, which was an amazing time to start a business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. And so you've, you've continued to develop the model of recruiting in, in a unique way. And I want to, we'll, we'll save that for the end, but let's, sure. let's, let's get into the weeds on the big, the big topic today. You know, the great resignation, 
I've had a few other people talk about it, but I don't think that we got into into the into the weeds the way you and I are going to. So, what's the current state? You know, we're we're, we're this is probably airing sometime in late May, early June. What's the state of the industry right now as it relates to the Great Resignation? Okay, great. So first and foremost, you know, probably since around 2008, the days have started to slowly dwindle of throwing an ad up on Indeed and getting a thousand resumes. In this day and age, you're lucky if you're going to get two, three, five. People are not really, truly, they're not job hopping at all. You know, what they are doing is doing a lot of self-discovery. People are investing in coaching, personal, professional development more than ever. So the market's tight if you're trying to staff by yourself. I cannot, and this is not a plug for my business or anywhere, you have to outsource staffing right now because it is very quickly shifted into sales. 100% selling your culture, selling your firm, selling you as a boss, what have you. So people really, truly are not just resigning from jobs everywhere because they're like, oh, I'm going to take advantage of this employee-driven market. That's not the case by and large. It might be an exception, but it's not the norm. What is happening is that recruiters have gotten very, very savvy and they understand that the market's tight in the legal space. It's under 1% right now. And so what they're doing is writing very, very attractive emails. You know, our emails that we write to people say, the subject line says, are you happy? Do you feel valued? And are you being paid what you're worth? If not, let's talk. And it just takes the day where they their head was on the chopping block or their attorney ditched another meeting or whatever happens for these employees to say, you know what? Nothing's ever going to change. So let me talk to this recruiter. Well, then we sell the firm authentically because I only work with attorneys who really believe in their culture and their people and investing in them. So when we can get them and catch them at the right time, and that's what's happening across the board in every industry, it's fascinating because when I get on the phone, that's what I will hear. No opportunity is they're not getting the time, attention, and feedback. Their employer is not really investing in the relationship with the employee. They're treating it like a transaction still. Legalese Marketing is not your traditional marketing vendor. Instead, we're a true fractional CMO that helps you save time and spend your money the right way to build the practice of your dreams. We help through the entire process, from customizing your intake system to driving leads and even getting more reviews afterwards. Schedule your free call at LegalEaseMarketing.com. Hi, I'm Steph from Moneypenny. We're trusted by leading law firms and attorneys to answer calls virtually, professionally, and brilliantly. Our high-tech receptionist service enables us to route calls to your teams wherever they're working, and even recognize and prioritize calls based on whether they're a repeat caller, a new client, or a VIP. Claim your exclusive partner rates and free trial by quoting Fretzin today. And it's almost like a like a, a bubbling cauldron because there's never been more work being given to attorneys and then they don't have the time to train, to invest, to, 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 to do the social piece and all that stuff, or they're not making the time, I should say, or they just, they just, they're just so far over their skis with the amount of work they have. 
that they're they're not able to do the cultural and and integral pieces of relationship building with their people but it has to get done because we're seeing the the results of of poor training relationships and culture leading to you know mass exodus of people people leaving and taking those better jobs or different jobs yeah and and they're truly better jobs not necessarily better paying jobs and I'll give you, I, we've never been busier before because law firms have never been busier than before, which is fantastic. But our job has never been as hard as it is right now. I mean, I have my recruiters like pacing the floor on a daily basis because the attorney will meet with a fantastic candidate. This just happened this morning. And then they're saying, okay, great. Well, I want you to take this, you know, two hour assessment. I want you to send me 72 different writing samples. You're going to come in for four more interviews. I want to do reference checks when the attorney doesn't have time to do all this. And they're going, they have to reinvent their hiring process. If you have a rock star candidate, like I said earlier, on average, most people that I talk to have two, if not three, if not four, if not five job offers. And so we do a really good, great job at our recruiting. We're like, don't you dare take that job without meeting with my attorney because my attorney's amazing. They coach with Steve. They're part of all these different personal and professional development. And that's one thing I will say to your lawyers. If you ever question writing a check to a coach or to anything for personal and professional development, I will tell you, it is your greatest super weapon that you have for retention and for hiring new candidates, because that's what I sell. Like, listen, they are investing heavily into legal business development, into mindset, into business, all of it. And they're like, great, because my law firm doesn't do that at all. So they it's just showing how progressive you are. Yeah. So it sounds like the firms that are stepping up and really investing in their people on not money investment, but investment in culture, investment in social charity and in training and coaching, things like that. They're the ones that are, that are, that are, that are maybe getting the better, the better people because they're, they're, you know, they're, they're being, they're focused on how they're, how the people feel, right? How the employees feel. It's not even, maybe it's an absolute hard Yes, it, that's how passionate I feel about it, because that's one of the questions I'll ask. I'll say, well, tell me a little bit about what your firm does in regards to quarterly strategic planning retreats. Tell me what that your, your lawyer is doing for personal and professional development. Tell me what, how your weekly team meetings look. Talk to me about the transparency, approachability, and vulnerability of your leaders. And when you start asking their question, they're like, you could see it in the Zoom room, like, wow. No, 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 we don't do any of that. None of that. And like, let me tell you about the firm that I'm yeah. working with. It's it's business as usual, and that's not cutting it by mm-hmm. any stretch. No. So what would you tell then? And I know that that some of my some of my audience are are lawyers at firms and some of them are 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 law firm leaders and people sure. running firms, right? So what would you tell the law firm leaders about employee retention in this competitive? Like they you need to just stop whatever you have going on in your life and you need to do these things. What are those things? Yes, you need to stop immediately. It's this simple. Number one, having a weekly stakeholders meeting. And I'm happy to share any of my tools and agendas with you all and really truly name it that. 
where we are all stakeholders within this business from sweat equity to mindset to the time we spend here, everybody's opinion in, in, is valuable here. So having that where you're starting off with wins, personal wins, professional wins, thank yous, and things of that nature, then moving into your KPIs and things of that nature in the business, having a daily huddle with your admin team, with the people that are on the front lines, answering the phones, doing follow-up, client services, customer services, non-attorney salespeople, marketing coordinators, what have you, not necessarily your bookkeepers or your your closers, your attorneys and paralegals don't need that for the most part, but having a daily huddle, treating it like your locker room huddle before you go on the Super Bowl playing field. What are your top three for the day? How'd you do yesterday? Where'd you get jammed up? Where do you need help? And really allowing people to communicate versus the, again, the lack of information that when the silence is in stereo until there's a problem. And lastly, I would say it even in this day and age, I'm saying I used to say do quarterly employee growth plans. But if you have the luxury of having an office manager, professional law firm, administrator, CEO, COO, what have you, it is a wonderful use of their time to do a monthly meeting, even if it's just 30 minutes with every employee to check in with them on their growth plan. And again, I'm happy to share my tool that I have of the employee growth plan and really making certain in this day and age with such a volatile market to really make certain again that your people are happy and if they're not happy providing that safe place for them to speak their truth and actually listening paying attention and following up on it to help move the needle in the right direction yeah on top of those three things which i think are all critical and important are there other social and charitable activities and things that that you're seeing or that you're recommending to kind of bring the team together? Because I think it's a lot of people, they don't want to leave a job where they feel like they have friends or where they feel they have a community. Yes. So how do, how is that? How, what are some th- things you're suggesting or seeing around that? Yeah, you know, it's really difficult because in this virtual and hybrid model and things of that nature, Obviously, team building events and that, but in my experience, a lot of times employees are not necessarily jazzed about doing that because they have kids they have to pick up, they have other family obligations, they're already working late. That's great if you already have those in place. If you have nothing in place, my recommendation is that you actually shut down and go off campus and go away for, I just had a firm, they just came back from Costa Rica where they all went with just their spouses and they did some business building, had the spouses part of it. They did golfing events. They all did massages, things of that nature. They also brought in an outside um, coach that came in and did some personal development with them. So if you can go off campus, get out of your office, even if you just want to go to a hotel in your area for two nights or what have you, or bring in a professional such as Steve, and really facilitate a team building retreat and things of that nature. I feel that those, when you invest in coaching in your employees, that's another thing that you can do is having a coaching for the team members where they're all coming together weekly, monthly, what have you. 
my experience, it goes a heck of a lot longer way than doing bowling once a month on a Friday night from five to nine, because people aren't seeing their family as it is. Yeah. And I'll just add to that, that, you know, if anyone is interested in taking me and my wife to Costa Rica, (laughs) I'm very open to that idea and uh, (laughs) work on that. Um, Let's wrap things up with the last piece of this, which is employees, attorneys in general are, I mean, I, another attorney, I'm talked to a lot of attorneys today and he's gotten, you know, five offers. Like you said, he's gotten recruiters calling him. They're calling him every day because he's got a book. He's highly successful in his field, all of that. So what is it that employees and let's just specifically lawyers that they really want maybe more than money and perks? Well, you know, I would think when I'm hearing from, so you're talking about associate attorneys, correct? No, there's some are associates, some are partner level, but they're getting, they're getting, they're getting, you know, called regularly. Okay, great. So the number one question that I get, what's a billable hour requirement? You know, they're, they're very much, and people say no, if it's too high, or even in this day and age, if there even is one. And it's not because they don't want to work. It's just that it feels like a very rigid model that so, you know, the firms that have lower billable hour requirements and or none are absolutely getting those candidates attention. Absolutely. Another thing that they're really looking for is some kind of flexibility within their schedule where they could have a remote or hybrid model. Some people want to come to the office every day. It's not about that people do not want to come to the office again. They want to know that they're working with a firm, an employer that has flexibility and it's not rigid in my way or the highway, that you actually are progressive in your thinking. So they want to know that there's a give and take and there's some flexibility within there. And the other thing that I am hearing consistently over and over again, which I'm just loving anymore in this day and age, Attorneys want to be attorneys. So the number one question they're asking about is tell me about the support staff and the investment and the value within the support staff. I had a candidate, strong guy. I'm I'm lobbying so hard to get this guy. And he's asking powerful questions. He's like, what's the turnover rate with the legal assistants and the paralegals? What's going on there? They're actually asking about what are the billable hour requirements for the paralegals because they want to make certain they want to know that they have support, but they want to make certain that the paralegals and the legal assistants and the admin team are being taken care of as well because they're very conscious of them being burned out and not being valued. Yeah, it's it's amazing that it's come to this where where, you know, if you don't have the proper support assistant, associate paralegal, whatever, you end up doing all that stuff as a senior lawyer, as a 10 year, 15 you know, year lawyer. And that's not what you signed on for, right? You want to do the high level engaging yes. work that you get yes. paid, you know, four to $600 an hour, whatever the number is to do. So it sounds like it's really more about flexibility, lack of requirements and support than it is about, oh, you're going to make X amount more than you are now. Yeah. You know, what's interesting, Steve, is I hardly ever my recruiters and I ever get the question about what's a partnership track like at all. Mm. It's because they realize by and large, I'm not, I'm not saying this is a, I'm not being, 
you know, saying this to everyone, but by and large, they're smart enough to figure out it's just a carrot to dangle. And so what a lot of my law firms are doing now is talking about succession planning. And people are really excited about that. Listen, we invest in coaching. We invest in uh, law firm business development and things of that nature. And eventually, I want to retire in 10 years, 15 years, 12 years. And I absolutely would love it if my team can be my succession planning yeah. and my exit straight. That's a heck of a lot more attractive than a 2%, 10% attorney you know, partnership yeah. uh, carrot. That's really interesting. Well, listen, I think this is all, you know, really important topics to, to, to bring up because everybody's thinking about it, whether they're in the middle of it with their firm, their, you know, their firm just, you know, lost a huge, you know, chunk of, of, of their, of their people or an individual or support, or if, if somebody's just, you know, wondering, you know, should I, is now a good time to jump ship or because the market's so good. I think they have to look at, at at all the things you've brought up as it relates to where they're going to be happy and, and who's really going to be supportive. What's a what's a better environment to be in? Is it the one you're in or the one that you're looking into? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. So let me just bring up for a moment the game-changing book that you had submitted to me, Transitions. Yes. Okay. By William Bridges. Bridges. Uh-huh. Okay. Tell us about that. What is, why'd you submit that one? Oh, I love it. That's one of my favorite, favorite books when I was getting out of selling uh, my shares in a partnership that I was in for 16 years. And whether you are losing associate, you're getting out of a partnership, you're buying a business, what have you. That book talks about every transition that we all go through as human beings. The process is the same. And my favorite takeaway from that book, and I recommend it so many attorneys, a lot of my attorneys are buying practices, selling practices, things of that nature, um, getting out of partnerships. And what that book talks about is there's a necessary step that when you are leaving something called the neutral zone, that most human beings just want to skip over. They're like, okay, I'm running from, or I'm running to, and let's just get through this as quick as possible. And they don't take the power of the pause. And that book actually systematizes what they call the neutral zone and walk you through. And I have had so many attorneys call me, especially when they sell their law practice. It's like going through a divorce or, you know, sending a kid off your last kid off to college or whatever it is. There's just this empty, hollow feeling that we all just want to go away as quick as possible mm -hmm. and not really look at it as an opportunity. And this book is the best body of work that I've ever read that really names that and gives you a process for how to navigate and facilitate and stay in that part of the process before you jump to the next thing. Yeah. And a number of the managing partners that I, that I uh, work with have, we've had discussions about, about this topic and I, I don't think they had a good resource to, work through. And I think this book might be a good one for me to send them as a, as a holiday gift or something like that, or just to do it. Why not? Uh, or maybe an introduction to you and you can help them out a little bit too. Um, if, pe if people want to reach out to you, Molly, how do they get in touch? Easiest way, go to our website, hiringandempowering.com. And there's an opportunity to opt in there. And we drop a new podcast every Tuesday and a blog every Thursday, value packed. And I really try to do my best job of consistently speaking into the employee's perspective 
as well as the employer's perspective to get everyone on the same playing field. Yeah. Well, you do a great job and I appreciate you coming on and sharing your wisdom. And, and uh, I'm looking to continue our conversations and, and how we how we develop our relationship because I think we have a, we're off to a good start. So, yes. Thanks again. Thank you. And hey, everybody, listen, a, a really good stuff today is, is always, but, but today in particular, I'm talking about the great resignation, whether you're on the, the management side or the employee side of a firm, you know, lots of things that you can think about now. And I think hopefully, you know, you're getting some, some, some good tips from every show. It's all about being that lawyer, someone who's confident, organized, and a skilled rainmaker. Be safe, be well. We'll talk again soon. Thanks for listening to Be That Lawyer, life-changing strategies and resources for growing a successful law practice. Visit Steve's website, fretson.com, for additional information and to stay up to date on the latest legal business development and marketing trends. For more information and important links about today's episode, check out today's show notes.